Good evening, I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM Sports Update. The Cancouners had one of the closest games that they have had all season. Cam came into the fourth quarter in their last game against West Bend Mallard down by 12. Not only were they able to make a push to bring the game closer, they earned a 36-34 win over the Wolverines. Head coach Barry Bauer is proud of his team on both the offensive and defensive ends, allowing just six total points in the second half after giving up 28 in the second quarter alone. And the offense was marching down the field with under a minute left to get the game-winning touchdown. You know, we had opportunities, uh, you know, throughout the ball game. I think we needed to, you know, capitalize on those a little bit. You know, we just made some slight little adjustments at halftime. And uh, I think our kids were very resilient. I think they showed a lot of grit. They didn't panic. They, they kind of understood the situation and uh, did a phenomenal job. Chase Speaker had a great game on the ground and in the air for the Cougars. Speaker went 15-26 for 238 yards and two touchdowns in the passing game. In the ground game, the junior rushed for 105 yards and three touchdowns. Not only was he resilient, but so was his offensive line, which bought him the time that he needed to make the big plays happen downfield. When you're playing a team like that, they can definitely control the clock. But I think what people understand is we had one play on an offensive series that went for a touchdown, and then another play that went for another touchdown. And so right away, that's only two plays. And so then, therefore, you're giving it right back to an offense that's going to chip away. And I thought that was the biggest thing that, you know, we thought we had is, you know, we, we didn't really show anything offensively what we're capable of doing because they had the ball for the majority of the time. We made them chip away all the time. I thought our kids did a nice job of being resilient and, and coming out and making those changes and playing very, very hard in the second half. Cam takes the long haul this Thursday to Bishop Garrigan, a team that just upset Remsen St. Mary's 21-18. to the Golden Bears rely primarily upon the rushing game as they had 208 rushing yards for two touchdowns in their last competition. They were primarily reliant on Caden Rothfeller as he had 147 of 208 rushing yards and had two touchdowns. Cam will have to attack a little more on defense and get ready for a physical contest. The other part about it is that they do what they do. Uh, Coach Waddle is a run-oriented type of guy that uh, during the season, uh, their percentages are a 75% run, 25% pass. And uh, I think people need to probably understand, you know, what you're getting. They're very efficient on the offensive end because of their play action. I mean, they shoot when you have over 1,100 yards passing, you're going to be efficient. And then when you have 2,100 yards as far as rushing, you're going to be efficient. Uh, you know, when you go 215 and 190 in the backfield, uh, you're going to definitely have some thuds, and uh, we're definitely going to have to, you know, strap it on our helmets a little bit, a little bit tighter, and and uh, just kind of attack a little bit more. And uh, you know, just like what we did this last week, I think West Bend Mallard kind of, you know, opened up our eyes a little bit to say, okay, this is going to be a physical contest. It's going to be a physical contest on Thursday, you know, and that's what we're uh, that's what we're preaching to the kids is, you know, what you got one opportunity here. Let's get it done. You know, I think our kids are excited for it. I think they're willing to challenge it a little bit. And uh, we've just got to make sure that we line up to their different formations and what we're getting out of those formations and, and uh, where our assignments are. Cam kicks off at Bishop Garrigan High School this Thursday at 7 p.m. 
This game will be broadcast on KSLM 96.5 FM and audio streamed on our website at westerniowatoday.com. With myself, Zach Collins, and Austin West on the call. The pregame show will begin at 6.30 p.m. right after the In the Huddle show. And moving from cam football over to Lennox, the Lennox Tigers were able to win over the Audubon Wheelers last week 33-8. In the first quarter of action, the Tigers were able to add on the first score of the game, while Audubon answered back. After those two opening offensive drives, the Tigers were able to take the game into their own hands. Yeah, you know, after that first drive, um, they kind of, you know, did what they wanted um, offensively and got in the end zone there. And it was more or less, you know, just execution. Uh, we just weren't doing the little things right and doing our jobs. And um, once we kind of settled in and started doing that, you know, it made it a lot tougher on them. One player that was able to make a big impact in the game for Lennox was Gabe Funk as he passed for 43 yards and a touchdown. In the running game, the junior rushed for 88 yards and ran in for a touchdown to add two total touchdowns in the game. Funk was passing well downfield to Jordan Martin England and Donald Basher, who ended up being part of two crucial plays early for the Tigers. Head coach Cody Bond credits his offensive line for allowing Funk to play up to his level and make the game his own. Yeah, you know, uh, with Gabe, it's uh, you know he's, he's a tough one to corral for four quarters. Um, but, you know, J.J. had a phenomenal night as well, so the two of them really came up big for us. Thursday will be a rematch between Lennox and Bedford as the Bulldogs beat the Tigers in September 44-30, and Bedford continues their winning streak of 10 games. Coach Bond is looking for his team to come out faster in this game and eliminate turnovers. If they're able to pull off those two goals, they may flip the script from week three. Yeah, you know, uh, Bedford's very well coached. They're big up front. They've got a lot of good athletes. Uh, but we know we, we can't spot them a three-score lead you know, right before half. It's just we've got to come out faster. We know if they score, we've got to match it. Um, you know, we've got to do the little things right. And if we get a turnover or uh, on downs, we've got to take full advantage of that and you know find the end zone. Bedford is a team that likes to utilize the running game. They rushed for 327 yards in their last game against Xyra EHK and had five rushing touchdowns. Lennox only allowed Audubon to 151 rushing yards and held some of their best runners, Evan Alt and Aaron Olson, to under 70 yards in the last game, something that most teams couldn't do all season. Yeah, you know, we, uh, I think I said at week three, you know, we've got to stop the run, and we did not stop it uh, the first go round. And so, we're, you know, we've got to emphasize this week is, you know, we've got to be gap sound. You know, we weren't quite gap sound week three, and they, they exposed us in some areas. You know, we've had all year to kind of work on that and get better at it, and I think we've gotten better each and every week. You know, but we've got to get better this week for sure. And The difference between week three and the quarterfinal in playoff action is that this Lennox team has not only gotten better athletically, they have also grown in their knowledge of the game. Both Dalton Kinsman and Jordan Martin England rushed for a combined 55 yards in the last game against Bedford, and they have only gotten better as the season has progressed. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, a lot of kids were new uh, early in the year, didn't have a whole lot of experience under their belt. And, I mean, now it's, you know, they've got a lot of experience and there's no excuses. We've got to execute. But, you know, I think J.J. has grown the most out of that backfield. You know, he's really kind of turned the corner the last few weeks and what he's capable of doing. Uh, he's doing a really good job for us right now. And then Dalton, he just needs to get the three, four yards when he touches the ball, you know, give us uh, – a little bit ahead of the sticks, you know, not not going backwards. And then, you know, we got to mix Gabe in there 
accordingly well because he's kind of a change of pace to those two. Lennox travels to Bedford this Thursday as they take on the Bulldogs in the quarterfinal matchup. The kickoff is set for 7 p.m. And continuing with high school sports coverage, let's look into the quarterfinal Class 1A through 3A Volleyball State scores. In Class 2A, number one Dyke New Hartford shutting out Eddieville Blakesburg Fremont three sets to nothing. In Class 3A, number one Mount Vernon three, Walhurt Catholic zero. Number seven Union Community upsetting number two Cherokee Washington three sets to nothing. Number four Davenport Assumption over Des Moines Christian three sets to nothing. And number three Western Christian over number six Center Point Urbana three sets to one. Final set 25 to 22. The remaining scores in state volleyball action will be updated right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. And moving from high school to collegiate news, Iowa Hawkeyes Cooper DeGene and Joe Evans have continued to make headlines with multiple awards. DeGene was named as a semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, which is given to the nation's best defensive back. Joe Evans has been named as a nominee for the Bullsworth Trophy, which is given to the most outstanding former walk-on college football player. Cooper DeGene is just one of 15 semifinalists for the Thorpe Award and is one of two players named from the Big Ten as a nominee. The other player nominated is Ohio State's Denzel Burke. DeGene is fourth on the team with 38 tackles, three pass breakups, and two interceptions. This season, DeGene ranks 14th nationally while averaging 12.3 yards per punt return and is second nationally in punt return touchdowns. Joe Evans is one of 73 players who have been nominated for the trophy this season across Division I football. In order to receive this award, you need to not only be an exceptional athlete on the field, but also be on the team without receiving any financial aid from the university's athletic department. Iowa will take on Northwestern this upcoming Saturday with an opening kickoff at 2.30 p.m. And moving from Iowa over to Iowa State, Cyclones TJ Tampa just can't stay out of the award nominations and lists. The senior has been named as a semifinalist as well for the Jim Thorpe Award. The Tampa Florida native has a total of six interceptions and six pass breakups this season for the Cyclones. He ranks ninth on the national level in his passing defense efficiency, and he is one of the top players this season for Iowa State. Tampa's tied for fourth on the team with 31 tackles and also has one tackle for loss as a cornerback. In the last game against Baylor, TJ had five tackles and had his only tackle for loss. TJ Tampa has also been named as the fourth best cornerback in the nation in pass coverage, according to Pro Football Focus. Iowa State will take on Kansas in a Big 12 matchup and Iowa State's homecoming game. The kickoff is set for 7 p.m. in Ames. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.